everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to be looking into Christian nationalism, its definition, practice, and why it's a problem as related to my cult days. When I was growing up in the 1990s in my Christian cult as a teenager, I specifically remember the push that we had to redeem culture and influence the world. My friends and I imagined a day when we could just go to the store, go to Target, go to Meijer, go to Walmart, and buy anything that was there because it was all quote-unquote modest. And I think it's really funny because if I could have fast-forwarded to the 2020s, I would have realized, wow, Target kind of did what we wanted to do. Like, what's happening? This is so exciting. N- not anymore. Not not exciting. Homeschool fathers in my church, my cultic church, were running for local and even statewide public offices. Think of the Duggars in 2003. And we were going to bring our nation back to God. Often, 2 Chronicles 7.14 was quoted, which, rough paraphrase, is basically, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will come and heal them and heal their land. And that was quoted as meaning about America. I really believed that America was God's chosen nation. I listened to David Barton, a Christian historian, but mostly fictional historian many different places, talking about the founding fathers and how our country was created in his own way, that they were supposedly these devout people like us who were trying to do it right and follow God and make a nation that was a truly Christian nation. And I longed for the day when the whole of America would follow our strict rules and find happiness, peace, and success like we were. Yeah. So back then, the phrase Christian nationalism wasn't thrown around. I was 15 years old. I was in a Christian cult. But as the New York Times article that I read recently said, the fringe is pushing into mainstream. And guys, I see that so many places. In fact, our next season, season seven, starting in September, is going to be talking about this. The way that I see the fringe, like I used to belong to, pushing into mainstream culture experiences Christianity in ways that honestly terrify me. And so we're going to be talking about a lot of that in season seven, starting after Labor Day in September. But guys, I'm doing this podcast episode today because of this idea that the fringe is pushing into mainstream. And in the last couple of weeks, there were some normal looking people that are in Congress that believe in the same kind of crazy things that I believed in when I was in my cult that are spouting off this stuff that sounds good in theory if you are of that kind of belief system and you're like, oh, that sounds biblical. And in reality, it is completely unbiblical, false, lies, and just plain wrong and dangerous. So we're going to talk about that basically because I lived it and I want to just share my lived experience with you guys and talk about why this Christian nationalism is a problem. Christian nationalism is a phrase that's just kind of been created in the last few years that we've heard a lot about it in the last few years. So back when I was in the 1990s, nobody was saying that we were Christian nationalists. 
So what does that even mean? And how is it different from patriotism? Well, the Christianity Today published a good article that I'm going to kind of be talking through a little bit, and then I'll have a link in the, in the show notes if you would like to go ahead and read that for yourselves. But patriotism is just like this love of country and a loyalty to a specific place. And that's not a problem. You can, you can have patriotism for any country where you're like, I love this place. I'm, I feel kind of patriotic about Michigan, honestly, not necessarily our government, but I love like the place here in Michigan. I think Michigan's amazing. And if somebody tried to like take Michigan over and say, no, we're going to make it something else. I'd be like, no, leave my Michigan alone. I love it here. So like that's patriotism. It's just this idea of like, I have this loyalty to this place. Nationalism is an argument about how to define our country. And behind this argument is a specific belief about culture, religion, ethnicity, and stuff like that. Christian nationalism is the idea that America is defined by Christianity, and it needs to keep it that way. The government needs to keep it that way, that it is a quote-unquote Christian nation. They believe that Christianity should have a privileged place among the other religions here in our nation. And they want a specific cultural template as an official template. Like, just because we think this specific culture is good and right, this should be official. It's a problem because it's not real. (laughs) So, when you have this view of America and our country and Christianity, like I did growing up, It's not based on actual facts. There's this idea that America has this special relationship with God, which we'll talk about in a minute why that's false, that God has chosen America to carry out this special mission, which is also false. And it's really just this idea that comes from a very poor interpretation of scripture and just kind of a flawed theological outlook on how to interpret scripture. So it's not using great hermeneutics. So let's get into that a little bit more. People get the idea that America is God's nation by misreading the Bible. So there's this thing called covenant theology, which is the idea that Israel is gone and the church has now replaced Israel as God's special people. And so therefore, all of the promises that were made to Israel or to Abraham can be taken and literally applied to the church. I I have a problem with that for a couple different reasons. (laughs) But then the other thing is that people can make that jump, which is kind of a big leap, but they make this jump from the church now being God's special people to America being God's special people. And so that's where this whole thing gets twisted up. It's this misunderstanding of who the nation of Israel is, who God's special people are. And then we make this jump to saying that America is now Israel, which is totally, totally false and not an accurate way of reading the Bible at all. And so we have this intermixture between Israel, the church, America, and we've got these claims, promises for Israel that were never intended for Americans to grab and use. That verse that I quoted from 2 Chronicles, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, this is something where God is talking to the nation of Israel as they are dedicating the temple. And he's telling them, like, all these things are going to happen, but if you will seek my face and pray to me and come back to me, then I will restore you kind of a thing. And we see that happening in the nation of Israel, where there is times of them drifting away from God. There's times from them seeking him and coming back to him again. And it's a promise that's totally for the nation of Israel in that context of God being their God and here's the temple and all this stuff. It's not something we can just 
bring over to America and say, if we pray, we humble ourselves and we see God's face and he's going to restore our land in the way that we think it should be restored. Like that's the problem too, is you're looking at very specific, narrow perspective of what it means to be restored, what that looks like. So yeah, then there's the problem with reinterpreting history. I talked about David Barton. He's a really, really well-known in the fringe culture historian who has completely reinterpreted scripture in a way that's not accurate, but he wants to interpret it that way for whatever reason. And it's the idea that our country was founded by Christians as the purpose of being a Christian country. So if you look into history with a non-biased view, you can see that it was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, like the principles of the Ten Commandments and the principles of things like that, but it wasn't founded to be a quote-unquote Christian nation. We don't hear the founding fathers using the name Jesus or talking about the Bible necessarily. And actually, the founding fathers, most of them were something called a deist, which is not the same as an evangelical Christian. Some of them were agnostics, and a few were even atheists. But a deist has this very strong reliance on human reasoning. Like, they love human reasoning, and they'd be able, we could just reason this out. They believed in a higher power and a supreme being who had created the world and set it in motion with a bunch of laws, of natural law, and allowing it to just kind of keep going. But they felt he was very absent at this point. The supreme being had made the world, founded these laws, and then was absent. These founding fathers, you'll find their names on church records. They were baptized. They were married to other quote-unquote Christians. They attended church occasionally, but it was more of a cultural thing. It wasn't this personal evangelical relationship like they've tried to pretend that it was. It was just a cultural thing that people did back then as an upstanding people. Be a part of a church, go to church, get baptized, have your children baptized, that kind of thing. Like It wasn't the same level that people want to say it was. Here's another interesting fact as we're talking about Christian nation. The, the phrase under God in our pledge and in God we trust on our money was added in the 1950s. 1950s as kind of a pull to Christians. Like, hey guys, look, we're bringing the country back to God. You should vote for us. Which really leads me to the bottom line of the problem of Christian nationalism is this desire for power. There is this desire for power and the basis that we use is fear. We are afraid of what's happening in our country. We're trying to get back to this place of quote unquote safety. And we are trying to, you know, use this fear as motivating us to create this utopia that we're trying to create for ourselves. But those in power are like, sweet, we can do this. Like we can work with this. Guys, look at what has happened to our country. If you just take a step back, open your eyes and look at the people that we are, as Christians, are elevating and defending. Like, are you kidding me? What are we doing? The basis is fear. People are afraid. Somebody in power is giving me what I think I want, what I need in order to be safe and secure. And I will go ahead and support anything that anything happens because I want what I want because I'm afraid. And that's not from God. It's not from God. Guys, we see the brokenness in our world. I think everybody sees it. And depending on your perspective, you interpret that brokenness in a different way. And you have different things you think you need to do in order to save the world and fix the brokenness. And I really think that's what's going on right now in our culture. We just have very opposing views. And because we don't hang out with people who aren't like us, 
we end up just angrily defending ourselves and not listening to the other people and not realizing that we're all kind of in the same place. Like we're all afraid and we all see the brokenness and we all want to fix the brokenness. We just have a different perspective on what that brokenness is and how to fix it. And so there, there's more things that we're similar about than we realize. But instead of working together, we are tribals, people who are just trying to destroy each other. And it's a disaster right now. I talk about this more in my Substack um, today that just came out. So if you wanted to head over to Wood at substack.substack.com, you can find my Substack and I talk about it. Black and white thinking, chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Good stuff. Here's the truth as we wrap up this episode. I want you guys to listen closely. America is not God's special nation. Like it's prideful of us to think that. We want to think that it's amazing because it's our nation, but it is not God's special nation. His nation was Israel. I believe his nation still is Israel and he's going to do some things at the end of the world through Israel, but it's not America. Guys, we cannot create a safe utopia in this broken world. It is never going to happen because the world has always been broken and it always will be broken until Jesus comes back and restores it completely. There will always be a mess, sin, brokenness. There always has been. It just looked differently. And that's the problem. Like some of the brokenness in our past, people are willing to excuse and say, oh, that wasn't that bad. That's your perspective. Someone else is going to have, like, that was the most awful thing that happened. It was so sinful. It was so terrible. Like, guys, the world is broken. Here's a huge one. And I know this from personal experience. Forcing morals on people does not change their hearts. I know. (laughs) I think that's one of my biggest fears of this whole Christian nationalism thing is that they want to force their morals on the entire nation. And I've been there and it's always more extreme than you think it's going to be. As we're trying to make people good through law, think Pharisees, um, it's just extreme. It's crazy. It becomes like nuts. And I don't want that kind of laws in my life. I want to be able to make my decisions and do what I think is right, not have someone else telling me what to do. Trust me, I've been there. It is not fun. doesn't work. And so that's a huge concern. But that's just remember that. Like we can't change people by making them behave themselves. They're still broken. We're all broken. Acting out of fear is dangerous. And I don't care if you're afraid of the moral collapse of our country or climate change or whatever it is that makes you so afraid. And acting out of that fear is dangerous because we do weird things when we're scared. Finally, guys, I just want to list the final two thoughts. If you believe in Jesus and you're following him, then this world is not your home. We belong to a different kingdom. And our focus should not be on making our politics work for us so that our world can run the way we want it to. Because we are not from this world. Our focus should be on the kingdom of Jesus Christ, which is reaching and restoring lost souls. And we are never going to get there if we're just fighting with everybody all the time. If we're afraid, we're believing conspiracy theories, we're hiding. Like it's never going to happen. If we're going to reach people for Jesus, we have to be out there with love and grace and truth, knowing how much we have been loved and forgiven and giving that same grace to others. People want to claim Jesus for their side. Everybody does. But the truth is Jesus didn't get political. He did two political things. He said that Caesar wasn't God, which was a horrible shock to the people. And he invited a tax collector and a zealot to be his closest friends. That's like inviting a far right and a far left 
person to come and be on the same small team. Guys, when we love Jesus, when we understand what it is to have a relationship with him, we can befriend other people who also feel that way, even if nothing else in our life lines up. The most important thing is the kingdom. And when we get distracted by anything else, it's dangerous. I know. I've been there. Christian cult. Not fun. Very controlling. Not a good situation. So I just encourage you, seek for truth. Seek people who don't believe the same way that you do and ask them questions. Listen to their perspective. Find out why they think that way. Open your heart. Don't let a fear be the thing that motivates you. Be motivated by the amazing love of Jesus and recognizing once again that this world is not our home. And it's going to be broken until the day he comes back and reigns and fixes it. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.